The following program is being brought to you on the Seventh Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit SeventhWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The teachings of the Ascended Masters are universal and available to all. The Ascended Masters themselves are the saints and sages of East and West, and their teachings incorporate the original core beliefs of all the world's major religions. No matter which religious path you follow, you will find these teachings equally compelling. This is The Open Door. Come along with us as we explore the teachings of the Ascended Masters. Here are the hosts for The Open Door, Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to The Open Door, the online voice of the Summit Lighthouse, where we publish and practice the teachings of the Ascended Masters and where we invite you to awaken to the light within. I'm Tom Schumacher. And I'm Terry Kennedy. Well, it looks like we're really diving into the deep end today, Tom. (laughs) Yeah, there might be some deep water involved, all right, (laughs) as we explore today's topic. But, hey, we should be used to deep water by now. Well, and (laughs) where exactly will our intrepid exploration lead us today? Well, today's topic is nothing new to us. And sorry if I seem to be a bit cryptic here, but virtually every program we've done up to this point has referenced today's topic in one form or another. Except now, we're going to tackle it head on. So, Mm. if we weren't on their radar before, well, we (laughs) will be on after today. Yep. Today, we're going to explore the reality of fallen angels among us. And they're not going to like it. Okay. (laughs) Well, fallen angels are, unfortunately, a reality. Yes, they are. And they are living right in our midst, making trouble, causing untold misery, and tempting us to make bad karma. (laughs) And that's the least of their mischief. They are really nasty creatures. In their presence, plots and ploys demand a turn under the cosmic spotlight. So let's turn up the light and the heat, shall we? Yep, let's do it. In today's fast-paced world, most people give little thought and scant attention to issues like the reality of angels, good or bad. And if their thoughts do turn to the presence of angels at all, that attention likely goes no further than giving a nod to the notion of guardian angels, for example. But the thought of there actually being real angels who were created by God to serve us and our needs, both spiritual and physical, well, that's a leap of faith that many people find challenging. Not because they don't like the idea of angels, but because angels simply don't seem substantial, but rather something more on the level of fairies, Santa Claus, and the Easter Bunny. (laughs) Yeah, fanciful, whimsical, heart-plucking ephemera. Most people are simply not in the habit of recognizing the solid reality of angels, and the many important roles they play in our lives, illuminating, healing, cleansing, guarding, defending, and more. And if the majority of people are scarcely aware of the presence of the good angels, then the bad angels are flying well below our radar. Out of sight, out of mind. Uh, Which is just the way they like it. So, just as good angels are real and substantial, unfortunately, the dark angels are equally real and substantial. Literally living in our midst, unobserved and unheeded, And in our blindness, they are free to carry their evil to all corners of the earth virtually unimpeded because almost no one is standing up and challenging them. Yeah, almost is the key word there, Terry. 
By God's grace, there are an, an intrepid few who do stand up and challenge the fallen ones. These are the light bearers and keepers of the flame who directly challenge the fallen ones and who seek constantly to uncover and expose their nefarious schemes. And these dark angels are not minor two-bit <laughs> hoodlums committing misdemeanors. <laughs> oh, no. We're talking about agents of war, terrorism, hatred, fanaticism, uh, economic chaos, abortion, addiction, socialism, all on a global scale. Nothing small, uh, small time about their bad behavior. <laughs> no. They want nothing less than the snuffing out of the light within us and the ultimate destruction of Mother Earth. They are angry, and they are vicious in their anger. After all, they fell because they refused to serve us as God intended. In their pride, they thought they were better than us and wiser than God. Anger doesn't accurately capture their motivation. Uh, the fallen angels truly hate us, for they blame us for their fall from grace. And they will use anyone and anything that will advance their overall agenda of taking our light and destroying the earth. This is why some of history's most notorious villains were either fallen angels themselves, or they were the willing dupes of the Dark Ones and their agendas. And this assertion begs the question of the fallen angels taking human form in the first place. You know, this was the question that raged in the 4th century. People back then openly debated the question of fallen angels taking human form and seeking to corrupt people's souls. And they were right. Did you know, for example, that early church fathers were virtually unanimous in their belief that not only had one-third of heaven's angels, in fact, rebelled, fallen, and taken on human form, but that they were the origin of evil in God's universe? The origin of evil in God's universe. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. And nowhere is this activity better chronicled than in the book of Enoch, once cherished by Christian and Jewish scholars alike, but later banned as heresy. Gee, I wonder why. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, on the subject of the book of Enoch, Fallen Angels and the Origins of Evil, we have two books that we believe you will find extremely fascinating reading. That's right. Both books are by Elizabeth Clare Prophet. The first is entitled Fallen Angels and the Origins of Evil, which includes the book of Enoch. And the second book is entitled Fallen Angels Among Us, What You Need to Know, which picks up where the first book leaves off. These two books, both published by Summit University Press, are fascinating, compelling, and riveting, to say the least, and they contain information that everyone needs to know. You'll find them in our online bookstore at tsl.org, on Amazon, and anywhere else fine books are sold. Uh, the point is, fallen angels are no idle fantasy. Oh, would that they were. Yeah. And whether you're willing to believe in their reality or not, they are wreaking worldwide havoc on a daily basis in all aspects of life. And you may deny and ignore them, but you do so at your peril. You see, strong ties bind the fallen angels in the earth to the dark prophecies of our time and to the evil that is enacted daily through man's inhumanity to man. And as much as they hate us, they also need us. You see, when the fallen angels really fell, they were cut off from their original source of light, God. And they, like us, need light to survive. We receive our light from God. The fallen angels don't. So the Dark Ones have delivered a, I should say, devised a multitude of ways of robbing light from unsuspecting mankind to feed their <clears throat> own need for life-sustaining light. This vampire action is played out every time we experience a release of light. One of the principal ways the Dark Ones steal our light is by provoking anger and hatred. Every time we give in to an impulse to display anger or rage, even lesser expressions such as frustration, aggravation, and impatience we release light, which the fallen ones harvest. They do the same 
through unlawful releases of our kundalini energies, through bloodshed, drugs, rock music, abortion. I mean, the list is long. And unfortunately, our ignorance of their light-stealing plots and ploys is deep. The antidote, of course, is awareness, coupled with spiritual actions that protect and buffer us from the wiles of the fallen ones. One of the first steps in gaining awareness is to understand that without our consent, the fallen ones have no power. Oh, they're crafty and often wise as serpents, but if we simply ceased allowing our light to be stolen, the fallen ones would literally starve and cease to be. And they know that if we ever wake up to our true power and connect ourselves daily to our true source, they are doomed. So, start by recognizing that fallen angels are behind every evil that abounds in the world, and that unfortunately they have millions of willing servants, some of them ignorant of the extent to which they are being used, others all too well aware of whom they serve. Just look around and you will see their handiwork everywhere. For example, take a look at some of the lyrics of modern rock and roll. You will be aghast to see how much of it is focused in satanic sentiment. Well, take a look at modern entertainment and its glorification of vampires, werewolves, cults of death, and all manner of darkness, perversion, and evil manifestation. What do these do? They seek to make mainstream accommodations with darkness acceptable and commonplace. The new normal, whatever that really means. Yeah. And how about political trends, such as socialism? On the surface, your heart wants to reach out to people in need. It's human nature. Yet when you give people anything they have not earned, you actually hamstring them and make them dependent. The devil is very adroit at working through governments to create dependency and poverty, all for the sake of power and control and unconscious releases of light. Speaking of which, how about war, terrorism, fanaticism, drugs, blurring of gender roles? As we said a few moments ago, the list is long, and to confront it can seem overwhelming. But we would remind you again that without our consent, the fallen angels have no power. They need our willing consent and participation in order to survive. And I'm sure the irony has not escaped you listening to this, that while the fallen ones need our light to survive, they are at the same time bent on our destruction. But they can't have it both ways. Such is the depth of their pride and hatred that they will ultimately cause their own downfall. They'll willingly cut off their noses to spite their faces, as the saying goes. And therein we realize that the pride of the fallen ones is their Achilles' heel, and that this gives us hope for victory in the battle of good and evil. The sense that it's overwhelming is actually a mirage. It is illusion. The fallen ones know how tenuous their hold on existence truly is, And they are desperate to maintain the myth of their power as long as they can. Which is why they are terrified at the prospect of people waking up to the light within. Plain and simple, even though they seem to be in power everywhere, they're really desperate, for their days are numbered and they know it. In the meantime, what can you do to confront evil? Well, start by simply making a call to your own guardian seraph, to the archangels, even Michael himself, and ask them to stand between you and any evil intention or manifestation. You will not only feel their comforting presence instantly, but you will also feel a lessening of the pressure of the modern world that tempts you to make compromise and accommodation in your life for things that you know in your heart are wrong, dark, and evil. You know, at this point, I think we probably said enough about the (laughs) nefarious intentions of the fallen angels. Obviously, some will believe this, some won't. Yeah, and for those who are inclined to accept the presence and evil intentions of fallen angels, we would admonish you not to presume to know who the fallen angels are. It is certainly tempting to presume that some we observe in public life show all the signs of being fallen ones simply by considering their words and deeds. 
There's no need to name names here. You certainly know who we're referring to. <laughs> By their fruits shall ye know them. Well, quite right. But just remember this. Before these angels fell from grace, they were very close to God, and many of them had considerable attainment. In other words, these are not creatures you want to tackle on your own. No, sir. Again, be sure to call for reinforcements, such as your guardian seraph, the other glorious and obedient angels, and archangels, if and when you are ever confronted by evil in any form. And that's always good advice. You know, the ascended masters are certainly there for you, too. Ask them in the name of your Christ self to join you when you need help. You can ask Jesus, for example, to walk before you whenever you feel challenged and in need of spiritual assistance. Yep, it's all good advice. Now you remember that we mentioned the revelation of fallen angels taking human form as being detailed in the book of Enoch. Well, coming up in our next segment, we will play an excerpt from a lecture by Elizabeth Clare Prophet in which she explores the nature and presence of fallen angels and shares some of the powerful content from Enoch's extraordinary text. Don't go away. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. At the Summit Lighthouse, our goal is to help you awaken to the light within and discover your real self. Today, thousands of spiritual seekers all around the world are using the universal teachings of the Ascended Masters to make their higher selves a permanent part of their reality. And you can too. The Ascended Masters are the saints and sages of East and West from all major religions and spiritual paths. They have walked where you walk and understand the challenges you face. And their teachings are always practical. By applying the science of the spoken word through verbal prayers called decrees, the masters teach us how to harness the healing power of the violet flame and other spiritual energies to transform our lives and our world. On The Open Door, it is our goal and great joy to bring you Ascended Master teachings that you can apply in your life right now. To learn more about the Summit Lighthouse and the teachings of the Ascended Masters, visit us today at tsl.org and discover how you can awaken to the light within. It's what you're here to do. Remember, tsl.org. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door. Wherever the Divine Mother is on earth, there is warfare of the fallen angels against her and her seed. Welcome back, everyone. Glad you stayed with us. In the following lecture excerpt, Elizabeth Clare Prophet exposes the fallen angels, their bad intentions, and the sure antidote for canceling out their evil. Chapter 42 of the Book of Enoch records the departure of wisdom from the earth. Wisdom is the name of the mother. The Book of Enoch, it is considered, was written before the time of Jesus. It was once accepted by Jews and Christians alike and later fell into disfavor with theologians because of its controversial statements on the nature and deeds of fallen angels. As you know, I've compiled all the extant Enoch texts into one volume, along with my exegesis on the text 
in my book. This is the book, and the introduction to it speaks of the disputes in the early church and to the present time on whether or not angels could take embodiment, whether angels who had sinned could be cast down into embodiment, whether the watchers or the Nephilim ever indeed took embodiment. To deny that they have done so is the position of the Catholic Church, and therefore to have any concern about evil incarnate or a warfare of the sons of light with the fallen ones in the physical octave is irrelevant. It is my contention that the prelates of the church were aligned with these fallen ones and it was in their best interest to connive a logic and a theology that could support the denial of angels incarnate. They are not correct and they have by so doing taken from the children of the light the sense of the battle of the mother that we read about yesterday in Hinduism. So this is the simple statement of chapter 42. Wisdom found not a place on earth where she could inhabit. Her dwelling, therefore, is in heaven. Wisdom went forth to dwell among the sons of men, but she obtained not an habitation. Wisdom returned to her place and seated herself in the midst of the angels. But iniquity went forth after her return, who unwillingly found inhabitation and resided among them as rain in the desert and as a dew in a thirsty land. Iniquity is the counterfeit of the Divine Mother. And so iniquity took up the vacuum of the mother's absence. The fallen angels would not allow the divine mother in the earth, nor would they allow her sons, and this is corroborated in the 12th chapter of the book of Revelation. Whenever the mother is in the earth, there is a warfare of the fallen angels against her and against her seed. And therefore, they went forth to make war against the woman and her seed. And that is happening to the present hour until the hour of their judgment is come, which is the present hour when they can no longer keep the mother flame from abiding in the hearts of her children or the mother from being on earth. We are seeing a dawn of a new age, and it is the age of the Divine Mother Omega, it is the age of the Mother Venus, of Mother Mary and Kuan Yin. It's the age of the feminine ray, the ray of the woman clothed with the sun who brings forth in the earth the divine man-child. The divine man-child is the Christ consciousness of each one. So how did iniquity unwillingly find inhabitation? Because iniquity itself has no volition. It has no volition from God. And so as iniquity came, personified in the fallen angels. It resided among the people of earth as rain in the desert, which means the earth absorbed the iniquity as dew in a thirsty land. The thirsty land absorbed the vibration of iniquity until it permeated the very atoms of the planetary home. Iniquity is an outlook, a viewpoint of life, a position in life, that is distinguished as the exact opposite of the manifestation of the Divine Mother. 
And that viewpoint dominates philosophy, it dominates moral society, social interchanges to this very day. And we have become very accustomed to this anti-mother way of thinking and anti-mother way of behavior. How many of you are familiar with this teaching from the second book of Adam and Eve? I would like to read it to you because none of us have read it very recently, I would think. And it focuses on the conspiracy of the fallen angels who sat in council and determined as to how they would take the children of the light from the mother. And they did it by the misuse of the sacred fire of the mother in sound and in rhythm and in beat. And they found in the misuse of the light of the mother that they could cause the disassociation of electrons from their atoms and of atoms from molecules, truly the disintegration of a world. And this misuse of the science of sound, the science of vak, the word, is what has caused the sinking of continents and the disintegration of civilization. We have seen that rock music today that goes all the way back to this time which is the description of a period on Atlantis. Rock music has been with us all of this time and has been the open door to drugs and to all misuses of the sacred fire. So if we would see a turning around of the world when we have our sessions here in the court and when we have time to decree between lectures, we should really be working with a dweller on the threshold of the last days of Lemuria and the last days of Atlantis, where you see this misuse of the sacred fire and the misuse of the word. So I would like you to see how the fallen ones work and work and work against the children of the light to finally pull them away from the love of the mother. This takes a great deal because there is a tremendous bond between the mother and the children of the light. This was the goal of Satan, by the misuse of the science of sound, to cause this mingling of the souls of great light. And the seed of Cain lusted after them because they had spent their light, and they needed a light transfusion. And by curiosity, by sound itself, which is highly hypnotic and manipulative, as you know, you can barely resist a rock beat and rock music if you are in the middle of it. And so it pulls the energy down, down to the lower chakras, creates the desire, and then this went on continually, as it says, for an entire year, and they descended. So this is the great tragedy of planet Earth. The mystical interpretation of this is that the holy mountain of God is the crown chakra. And going down into the valley with the Canaanites and with the sons and daughters of Cain is going to the base chakra in the sense of letting that energy and that light drop. 
So the place of salvation, which is in the middle of the earth, you can see as the heart chakra, the point of the heart chakra, wherever this middle of the earth may be. It is for the restoration of the sons of Jared, who are the descendants of Seth. And Seth is the son which was given to Adam and Eve after Cain slew Abel. And Seth is the great archetypal one who is the Christ and the Christ-bearer. And he was an incarnation of Jesus. And therefore, introduced through him, was the seed of Christ. And yet that seed, that genetic code of the sons of God, was compromised. So we understand that Jesus came to gather the lost sheep of the house of Israel, the house of reality, those souls who were on the mountain and were lost because they allowed themselves to be lured away from God through disobedience. The four o'clock line of disobedience, stubbornness, rebellion, and defiance of the law is the line on which Satan fell, and it is that rebellion that Satan uses and his seed, the seed of Satan, used to this day to take the soul away from the path Lucifer fell on the three o'clock line and his trappings and temptations are more sophisticated because they always appeal to the pride of the individual. Wherever that pride might be focused, they appeal to that pride. So by pride and by rebellion, these are the principal means and ways by which we lose the Tao, we lose the Divine Mother, we lose the Thai, to the mighty I am presence. It is the hour for the restoration. Think of how long this has been, at least 12,000 years. Think how the momentum of these children has continued in these ways until they are doing the very same things today that they did at the bottom of the mountain with Cain's children. The habituation of the Misuse of the sacred fire, directing it downward in the temple, in this rock beat, and with drugs, and then with all of the trappings of style and makeup and clothing that is alluring and that adorns the body. You see what has to be reversed and turned around, minimum of 12,000 years momentum engaged in these practices. This is why we need the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, because when we accept him, he saves us from the pull of the senses and the lusts of the world and the lusts of the eye. He saves us and carries us and provides his electronic presence to seal us from that magnetism. And he delivers us to a holy place such as this, where we can be healed in our souls and in our bodies, learn the path, and use the tools of the path to regain that momentum of light that was lost, that will protect us when once again we will have to face 
the very same temptations of the fallen one. And this is why the Bible says that Satan must come again in so many hundreds or in a thousand years, depending on how your interpretation of the years in Revelation is. So he comes again, and his seed comes again, because Satan is no more. But they come again because the children of the light who fail the test, who are saved by Jesus, many of them will have to reincarnate to come to the place where they were when they were on the mountain of God, and this time they must say no. And this is the plight of the children of the mother on the earth. And we are here in this interim period to set forth the law and the traditions that are the true traditions of Seth and of Enoch and of Jared and of Noah and Methuselah and Lamech. And it is our desire to see these traditions be continuous generation after generation until the day comes when in order for them to have their ascension, they must stand, face, and conquer as we are doing today. So you can see how long God sets forth a mighty preparation to save his children and how long-term are his plans and how there is weeping in heaven today because the children of the mother have gone in this way. And there are many, many, many light-bearers among them. Many indeed who we hope will awaken. Well, up next, our weekly Q&A. And today, once again, we are joined by Reverend Sidney Bennett. Don't go away. Be visionary. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Right now, all over the world, Warriors of Light are working tirelessly to defend your soul's opportunity to achieve oneness with God. These spiritual warriors are keepers of the flame, and though few, the power they wield is greater than all of the weapons made by man. Founded by St. Germain in 1961, Keepers of the Flame is a non-denominational fraternity in the tradition of ancient spiritual orders. When you join, you'll receive a series of lessons that will introduce you to a vast and dynamic spiritual world. See for yourself. Access Lesson 1 right now, completely free, no login required. Simply go to tsl.org slash keepers, and in seconds you could be exploring a whole new world of practical Ascended Master teachings. Lessons are printed or available online for any time, anywhere access, and anyone can join. Discover your real self and explore your full spiritual potential. Become a Keeper of the Flame today and awaken to the light within. Please visit tsl.org slash keepers and prepare to accelerate. This is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. You are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door. And we are back and happy to welcome Sidney Bennett once again to talk about one of our favorite topics, the fallen angels. <laughs> hey, thanks Sid. for including me. Yeah, 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 yeah I'm sure you'll it. thank me later. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, we just can't seem to leave this topic alone, can we? 
you know, it as we listen to Mrs. Prophet, I mean, it's, you know, this is a serious time for the soul and for our souls, what we've mm-hmm. been through. But thank God we have been brought the truth. And I might think about this for a minute. For century after century after century, truth has been denied to our souls and our beings. And now at long last, by the grace of God and the sacrifice of many, we have the truth and the truth of the equation on planet Earth. Because with this knowledge and with the things, with the abilities and the the, the tools that the Ascended Masters have given us, we can accept the awareness of this and not be overwhelmed by it, but say, look, thank God I know the truth. I have the tools to deal with. And by God's grace, I'm going to be victorious. And it's an understanding, too, of cosmic cycles. This is definitely the cycle for the judgment of the fallen angels. You know, in the Bible, it says that the devil had great wrath because he knew he had but a short time. Mm -hmm. Well, of course, that short time may seem like a long time to us. (laughs) I mean, a very long time. But in God's scheme of things and infinity, it is a very short time. So this is the hour has come. And Mrs. Prophet mentioned that Satan is no more. Satan has gone through the second death, is no more. Lucifer has gone through the second death, is no more. But what is left are their lieutenants and many that fell with them. Mm-hmm. And so it's not like evil has disappeared, but an understanding this is the hour for the judgment of the fallen angels that have tormented us and the people of God for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. So we need to position ourselves to know that this is a time of great opportunity for freeing ourselves, for doing things right this mm-hmm. time that we may have done wrong before. God has given us renewed opportunity. He's given us the violet flame to transmute the karma. He's given us the knowledge of Archangel Michael and also telling us, you know, we're not doing battle against these guys ourselves. The angels do that, Archangel Michael. So all the pieces are there if we are willing to put them together and use them for our final liberation from these plots and schemes that have burden the children of God upon this planet, the children of Israel, and our loved ones, our families, for much longer than we care to think. So it's an exciting time. It's a sobering time, but it's an exciting time. Indeed. Yeah, and I want to hear more about Archangel Michael and where, where he plays in it. I'm sure you've got some things to say about we'll, that. We'll, we'll, we'll get to Michael, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, let me ask you this, Sid. Why do we warn people not to take on the fallen angels alone? Well, you know, as Mrs. Prophet mentioned, <laughs> yeah. some of these were very, they were archangels. And to think of the light that an archangel would carry, and many had great attainment. And so, you know, it's not our job to battle the fallen angels. It's our job to invoke the archangels. Archangel Michael, look, he cast Lucifer and his angels and Satan out of heaven once. Mm -hmm. So obviously he could do it again. (laughs) So Archangel Michael is the key for protection for ourselves, for our families, for our spiritual path, and for the planet. And this is why every day we give decrees to Archangel Michael. Because once you have this awakeness and awareness, obviously you're a much greater threat to the fallen ones than you ever were before. And so you need that protection of Archangel Michael. It's just, you know, Archangel Michael has a helmet and a shield and a sword. So if the archangels need that, then we need it too, and we need it through Archangel Michael. So it's just common sense. You know, it's like wearing a seatbelt. You don't go into this without the protection of God, and that protection is afforded primarily through Archangel Michael or, you know, any of the great heavenly beings. Mm -hmm. Trust in God, but tie up your camel. Yeah. Um, we also want to remind people not to become fallen angel vigilantes. In other words, though we may experience behavior from some people that suggests nefarious intent, we must be careful not to assume that these people are fallen angels. I mean, we can certainly make calls to expose them, but it is not our job to pass judgment. God will sort them out. Right? Exactly. This is not a witch hunt because, you know, no, no one knows the hearts of men except for God. And even though fallen angels 
the behavior sometimes is pretty obvious. Remember that some of the sons and daughters of God have gotten so caught up in the lie of the fallen angels and made so many wrong choices over their incarnations that they are manifesting the behavior of the fallen angels. It doesn't mean they can't be saved. And so we have a judgment call that we give for the judgment of darkness, not Mm -hmm. for individuals, but for darkness. And I want to just, this is an amazing thing. When you call forth the judgment, you are calling forth the power of love. Uh-huh. And think about that. Well, yeah. who, who doesn't want love? Well, right. for us, judgment, the judgment is freedom because it's bringing love to us. For the fallen ones who have so rejected God and rejected love, it, it's unlike themselves. And so it, 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 it consumes that unlike itself, which is the darkness. You know, we had this show on the ascension. Uh, some time ago, and it's, if you haven't heard it, it's really interesting to do that. But the ascension flame, for an, to become an ascended master, is the same flame that burns um, at the court of the sacred fire, where the fallen ones go to the second oh. death. Mm-hmm. So the judgment is light, the judgment is love. And when you think about it, if we're aligned with love, the judgment is liberating. If you're not, then it's the judgment. It's the doom. Yeah. yeah. So is it possible for the fallen angels to return to a state of grace? Oh, and if so, how, how, do they, how do they go about okay. that? You know, there has been, and the masters have taught this various times, where the fallen angels have been given opportunity to return to the fold, so to speak. And um, very few have done so. Um, they still have their karma for whatever they did. Mm-hmm. And, and I remember a story that Mrs. Prophet told once about an angel, a fallen angel in embodiment, who uh, she knew well and had chosen to do certain things that were against um, the law of God. And, you know, I, I, let me mention this. That all these fallen angels have horns and, and <laughs> right. pitchforks. And yeah. tails. Like very you know, the ones in embodiment, are, they're, 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 there's different manifestations of evil and rejection of God. So this person outwardly we would not call evil in any sense, but was making, continue <laughs> to make wrong choices and wrong use of energy. And she said, is, and she said I knew this soul before he fell. Oh, in my. heaven, and what a magnificent soul he was. Mm-hmm. And she said she invited him to repent and come back uh, into the fold, so to speak. And he said, well, why should I do that? I have so much karma. You know, it's just too much. She said, you do it for the joy of overcoming mm-hmm. and the joy of victory. But as far as I know, that individual didn't choose to do that. So mm-hmm. in other words, yes, there is opportunity, but very few, I guess, have taken it. Well, maybe just as a follow-up, I I don't know if a number is known, but by very few, are we talking a handful? You know, I don't know the answer to that. I do know that it has been very hard for it to come back, but some have come back. Some have done it. Some have come back, So, but I don't know how many. And as long as there's life, there's opportunity. Indeed. What what does it mean to be gentle as doves and wise as serpents? Hmm. Well, I think we have to understand that, you know, our path is one of love. It's of devotion. It's of kindness. It's all the aspects of God that are so wonderful. And yet, because of what is going on in this plane, we have to be an awareness of the darkness that is here. We have to know the equation of planet Earth. You know, we've all seen that bumper sticker that says coexist, yeah. and it's got all the symbols of the religion or mm-hmm. whatever it is on there. Mm-hmm. And, and at one level, I can certainly understand that. Can't we all live together in love? But that is the goal, clearly. But what is missing is the understanding that there are entities and beings on this planet that have no interest in living love. They only have interest in destroying the sons and daughters of God and robbing of their light. And so if you don't understand that, you know, we're all the same. Can't we be one big happy mm-hmm. family? <laughs> well, no, we can't yeah. because they have chosen to reject God, to rebel against God, and to, re- and to go out to destroy his creation. 
And so they can have no part of us, and we can have no part of them. You know, it's interesting. When you mention it that way, you start to think and deeply about how various parts of our lives are impacted by these fallen angels and that they, by just accepting the idea, they give you a clue to what's really going on. I mean, suddenly you see things differently. Exactly. You know, we're not Pollyannas anymore. We can kind of see, oh, there is nefarious intent out there. And the light bearers need to be defended, you know. You know, it's like the Rolling Stones on their album, Sympathy for the Devil. (laughs) You know, they try to create sympathy for themselves. Poor us. We've been cut off from God. Won't you please give us some of your light? And we've been duped, and the light bearers have been duped for a long time. But thus far and no farther, the time has come to cut them off and for them to be accountable responsible for their choices, just like we are. And so we need to stop giving their light, stop giving them our abundance, stop allowing them to control our lives because we, quote, unquote, feel sorry for them. Yeah. Well, you yeah. know, you mentioned something earlier, and I'm thinking about this right now, that some of these fallen angels are probably pretty likable, right? You know, it's interesting. But again, we think of devils as having horns and pitchforks and tails and so forth. And, you know, at, 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 an, at an inner level or a non-visible level, they probably are like that. But many of them have very pleasing personalities. For instance, Mark Prophet described Lucifer as being very erudite. He liked classical music, you know, (laughs) and he was very handsome because, remember, he was an archangel. Mm -hmm. And so you can't, you know, it's very deceptive. And I can think of some public figures right now that have very pleasing personalities, and yet if you look at what they've done, it manifests great darkness. So, you know, you have to be careful here. You have to be wise. And, again, we're not on a witch hunt. And we don't judge people, but we call for God to make those judgments and to, to block and stop behavior that is not of the light, not of the Christ, and not to destroy the sons and daughters of God. Because we can't always see what's going on behind the scenes. And by their fruits shall ye know them. Indeed. Yeah. Do fallen angels uh, try to trick us into believing that they're actually good? It's kind of like a reflection of what you just said. Yeah, but. it's interesting because, you know, Jesus taught about doing good in secret. Well, you look at many people, and they make their good very public. You know, they give to many things. And mm-hmm. so, you know, to give money to a hospital is not a bad thing, but we have to be very careful and know what the true motive of the heart is. And again, you know, it's the whole Pied Piper story. You know, follow me. I'll have something good mm-hmm. for you down the road. And people believe the lie, you know, believe the lie. Like, what's the, what's the big deal about marijuana? You know, it's not, I'm not hurting anybody. It's my free real choice. And now we have states legalizing it. And it's tied, when you smoke marijuana, you are tied to the very depths of hell. It ties your physical body, and it compromises the light that you carry. People think it's harmless. It is not harmless, but they have believed the lie. Yeah, wow. Well, in the book of Enoch, it seems pretty clear that the fallen angels' influence in this area and others, too, can be traced back to the very origins of evil on earth. They've been up to no good for a long time, haven't they? <laughs> You know, it could be millions of years. I hate to say that, but uh, it's a long, long time. And again, we on planet Earth allow them to come here by our compromise of the light and our rejection of the Divine Mother. So don't say, woe is me. Why did God allow this? We allow this by our free will. But now by our free will, we can turn it around. Indeed. You know, I want to kind of make a little diversion here for a moment. We have um, some good friends in the Seattle area who have um, begun broadcasting a radio show called Open Door Seattle, and I'm very proud of them for taking this on. Uh, they are about today to broadcast show number two. So for all of you listening, particularly if you're in the Seattle area, we're talking about terrestrial radio now. This is not online radio or digital radio. This is actual turn it on in your car or in your home or whatever, and you can hear it. 
It's called The Open Door Seattle. It's every Tuesday at 3.30 p.m. Pacific Time on 11.50 KKNW AM Radio. That's every Tuesday at 3.30 p.m. Pacific Time, 11.50 KKNW AM Radio. Please tune in if you can. I think you'll enjoy it. Terry? Could I... uh can you expand on Archangel Michael a little bit? I, I, when we were off air, I was saying, you know, people could go out and get a little card of Archangel Michael, put that on the dashboard of their car, carry it in their pocket. What can people do to start, so to speak? Okay. Well, you know, the, the, the mention of Archangel Michael, it's in the Bible. For a long time, the Catholic Church had a, even a rosary to Archangel Michael. Unfortunately, they don't do that anymore. But understand the role of Archangel Michael, which is just to protect the sons and daughters of God. Being in physical embodiment is risky. <laughs> I mean, it's dangerous. <laughs> yeah. I mean, let's face it. Yeah. We, and part of it is we have karmic vulnerabilities because of things we've done in the past. And there's also forces that want to sort of get us out of the picture, so to speak. And it may not be our karma, but this is why we need to call for protection. When we start going move in the light, moving forward on a spiritual path, you are stepping above the norm and the world you are obvious to the forces of light and to darkness, and you need Archangel Michael. We have very simple prayers you can make. Like, for instance, we're in the car and going someplace. You can do this anytime. We just say, Lord Michael before, Lord Michael behind, Lord Michael the right, Lord Michael the left, Lord Michael above, Lord Michael below, Lord Michael and Michael wherever I go. I am his love protecting here. I am his love protecting here. I am his love protecting here. And you can build a force field of light and literally blue is Archangel Michael's color, interested mm-hmm. in the color of policemen. Mm-hmm. And you build a force field of light around you that will counteract any darkness directed against you or your family. And it is. It's an equation of light. And sometimes you need to call forth more light. And, and that's just the need of the hour. And so don't neglect, even if it's a simple prayer, Archangel Michael, please protect me and my family this day. Help me, help, help me, help me, help me, help me, help me. Yeah. Well, on that note, let's take a break now. But when we return, we'll continue this discussion with Sid Bennett. Don't go away. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. At the Summit Lighthouse, our goal is to help you awaken to the light within and discover your real self. Today, thousands of spiritual seekers all around the world are using the universal teachings of the Ascended Masters to make their higher selves a permanent part of their reality. And you can too. The Ascended Masters are the saints and sages of East and West from all major religions and spiritual paths. They have walked where you walk and understand the challenges you face. And their teachings are always practical. By applying the science of the spoken word through verbal prayers called decrees, the masters teach us how to harness the healing power of the violet flame and other spiritual energies to transform our lives and our world. On The Open Door, it is our goal and great joy to bring you Ascended Master teachings that you can apply in your life right now. To learn more about the Summit Lighthouse and the teachings of the Ascended Masters, visit us today at tsl.org and discover how you can awaken to the light within. It's what you're here to do. Remember, tsl.org. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. 
If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door. Okay, you guys ready to talk some more about fallen angels? <laughs> Let's do it. Let's, Let's hit do it. Go for it, Terry. Okay. Well, you know, we've spoken about the vampire action employed by the fallen ones to steal our light. What does this mean, actually? Well, again, just repeating what I think has been said is understanding is they do not have light anymore. They have what's left of their momentum of light uh, that is dissipating, obviously, over time. And for some, it's pretty much gone. And so the only way they can get light is from stealing it from the sons and daughters of light. And they do this, as uh, we mentioned, through anger, through resentment, through war, through anything that releases negative energy, through alcohol, through smoking. They rob us of the light, marijuana, drugs, whatever it is, it extracts light from our being and they get it. And in return, you know, the human beings get addictions and some temporal uh, sensation, if you will. And so we have to be wise on this. And the rock music, why is it so alluring? It's, 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 as Mrs. Prophet mentioned, is what caused the original fall is the misuse of sound and rhythm. It draws the light out of our chakras. And it, people feel something because it's the light going through their chakras, but it's going out. Mm-hmm. And it's being taken from them. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting, you know, that some of the rock musicians today have not been in embodiment since the time of Atlantis. And so they brought Atlantis down partly. They're coming back now. They're trying to do it again. And so why does God allow this? He allows it because we must pass our tests that we failed before. Through ignorance or wrong choice, we fail these tests. And before we can return to God in our ascension and balance our karma, we must have the same tests so that we this time we can be victorious. How do you be victorious? By having awareness and knowledge of what is really going on mm-hmm. and not believing this lie permeating the media that, you know, uh, everything's wonderful, you know, and this is the natural evolution. You know, it's a lie. It, it, it's, it's, it's taking from us the common sense that God has given us because we are allowing these things to lo- lower our vibration and take our light. And so we lose the ability to discern what is true and what is false. Oh, yeah. You know, I think um, just suggesting to people who want to, you know, maybe meditate on this a bit more, that while big gulps of light may be taken from us through rage and anger and war and things of that nature, Smaller increments of light, but still very valuable light, are taken through, through impatience, frustration, irritation, aggravation, um, from criticism, condemnation, you know, a lot of ways they get and, it. And, and, you know, but, but we have to be careful, too, to realize we are human beings. Yeah. We do make mistakes every day of our lives. We all do. It's the nature of this plane. And so we can't throw up our hands and say, well, this is just too hard. It's just too demanding. It's <laughs> no. not reasonable. Well, see, that, again, is the lie. Yeah. Try. Yeah. Do better than you did yesterday. That's all that God is asking you yeah. to do. And you'll build a momentum of right action that over time you'll be doing things and mastering energy that you never thought possible. See, the lie is, what's the use? I can't do it. Blah, 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 blah. I'm, you know, I'm unworthy. You know, it's, just, I mean, it gets yeah. old. We've been hearing this song so long. It really oh, is old. Yeah. yeah, it's too God, big a problem, you know. God in you is worthy. You have momentums. We all do that need to be corrected. We can start today. We have the tools of light to transmute our karma. We have the protection of Archangel Michael. We have awareness of the equation of planet Earth. The door is, in fact, open for our ascension if we will take advantage of everything we've been given. But we can't be passive. 
We can't just say, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. do you any good at all. Oh, Until yeah. you start using these tools and finding out for yourself what they can do for you, the science of the spoken word, through the use of the violet flame, through the calls to Archangel Michael, through the devotions of love, you haven't lived Mm-hmm. until you can see the change within you because we forget the weight and the burden of darkness we carry just by being in this on this planet and of course then we have our karma and the effluvia that's on this planet the pollution the spiritual pollution so to speak and so it's easy to be lost it's easy to be overwhelmed we can't do that we have the awareness we need to take a stand, and God will be with us. Archangel Michael will be with us. You know, he casts the angel, fallen angels out once. He'll do it again and cast them out of your life. If you are willing to take the stand, trust the good Lord, and use the tools that we have been given. Yeah, and we're not here to perfect the human, but to no. become divine. Yeah. Um, the fallen angels, as we know, plot and plan for the long term. Uh, we notice, you know, for example, that the, the decline of family values, the blurring of gender roles, the Social acceptance, as you were referring to a moment ago, you know, dark negative themes in entertainment and the media, uh, almost blasé attitude about abortion and drugs. These have all come about very incrementally, right under our noses, if you will. And, and we have, I don't know, we've been too busy or preoccupied to notice. I mean, are we in danger of losing the war? Well, we are. And again, if we do nothing, there's a very real possibility we can lose this war. And so we have to understand and look from the perspective of God and the fallen angels, the fallen angels know their time is short. They work 24 hours a day. <laughs> they don't, you know, take a vacation because they know their time is so short. And so we have to have that awareness, too. If you look at the social changes in the culture, say, of America in the past 50 years, they are almost beyond comprehension if you measure them. Mm-hmm. And yet they become gradual and people have accepted them. And so this is not about a right wing or a left wing philosophy. It's about the truth of who we are the light that we carry and how we are to live and how God has taught us to live through the Christian religion, through Hinduism, through Buddhism, and many ways. But unless we choose to accept those and put them into our lives, we're just going to cruise on this downhill slope. And, you know, the masters have told us the darkness today on this planet is greater than it was at the time of Atlantis before it sank. Why hasn't it sunk? Because there is enough light being called forth to hold the balance against that. But it's tenuous. And so God needs every person with this knowledge and awareness to be willing to give their all for the victory of this planet, not only for their own souls, but for the souls of the precious people of God upon this planet who know not what is going on. Those of us that by God's grace have been given the truth need to use it, to implement it, not to walk in fear of anyone, but to trust in God that we can get through this and this victory still can be won. Well, you know, that's been, um, in all humility, it's been our message really to say to people, it's time to wake up, you know, wake into the light within. It's not too late. And one person with sincere heart intention can hold the balance for many. Didn't we say this once, like for a million or or some? For a hundred million, actually. A hundred million. It's amazing. Oh, my gosh. You are very powerful out there. You light bearers, you know, wake up. (laughs) And we need to come in humility before God recognize that God is the doer, we aren't the doers, God is the doer, but because of the law of octaves, because planet Earth is ours and our dominion, the physical plane, we must take the action. The angels are encamped on the hillside. They're ready to engage in battle, but we must send them forth every hour, every day. And as we do this, we will reap the benefit in balanced karma, in a better world, in prevention of cataclysm or war or economic collapse, we're going to be the benefactors of this, mm-hmm. folks. This yep. is not. This is enlightened self-interest. 
-hmm. And at the same time, you know, this planet can be the freedom star that God has intended and not go deeper and deeper into darkness. And, you know, speaking of war, how do, how do angels do battle with each other? I've always wanted to know this. <laughs> yeah, I know. This is an interesting question. Can they be mortally wounded, or is there some other way in contests between angels that victory or defeat is determined? You know, I don't know the answer to that fully, but I do know the archangels, the angels wear armor. They, uh, Archangel Michael has his retreat near Banff, Alberta, and one hour out of 24, his angels return there for rejuvenation, rejuvenation, for cleansing, for rest, and so forth, whatever you want to call it. So uh -huh. I don't know that I understand the true nature of that warfare, but it is warfare. Yeah. It's not just, you know, waving your hand and be gone. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> wow. you know, in the, Dead sea, were. in the Dead Sea Scrolls, there's a great teaching there about the war is the war of the sun of lights versus the sun of dark, sons of darkness. And so we know the battle is raging. But know that no matter what, Archangel Michael will protect you, protect your family, protect America, your nation, wherever it is, if we call him forth. If we neglect to call it forth, then we can become victims of our own karma and the planetary karma. Right. So Archangel Michael and the Violet Flame are the keys to the salvation of this planet, of your soul, your family, and your nation. That's a good note to end this oh, program today. Well, it is. Another hour has just evaporated. <laughs> it's amazing how fast it goes. Well, Sid, thanks for joining us today. As always, it's a pleasure. And we want to thank you out there for joining us as well. If you have any questions or concerns, send them to us at webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org, and we'll do our best to answer you promptly. We will. And in the meantime, remember, though the upward path may be difficult, the rewards are out, out of, of this, this world. world. God bless you one and all. Thank you again for joining us this week for The Open Door. This program is broadcast live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network. For more information about The Open Door and the Summit Lighthouse, please visit our website at www.tsl.org. We'll see you again next week.